My head is shaved. This is the only kind of haircut that I'm able to get in the jail. I would request the court, if the court can do so, to encourage the doctors at CTC to remove the catheter. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Welcome to this special breaking news edition of Jury Duty, The Trial of Robert Durst. I'm your host, Carrie Antholis. In this brief episode, we present an update from the courtroom. Yesterday, for the first time in weeks, Robert Durst stood up at the defense table and made his voice heard. On Monday, June 28th, before the jury entered the courtroom, Deputy DA John Lewin raised an issue about Robert Durst's catheter bag with Judge Wyndham. Now, uh, Mr. Lewin, you wanted to bring an issue to my attention before yes. we brought the jurors in. Yes, Your Honor. Um, on Wednesday, Thursday, when we were last in court, I noticed that at 2.30 p.m., Mr. Durst's uh, bag was all the way full. Um, this brings up a number of issues. As we reported on June 21st, during the first week that Durst arrived in court with a catheter bag, John Lewin announced that he had, with Robert Durst's permission, and in the presence of the bailiff, emptied the bag when Durst's own attorneys declined to help out. This time, however, when Lewin offered to assist, Durst declined Lewin's offer. Mr. Durst was asked. He said he did not want to change. Lewin then detailed his concerns regarding the possibility that Robert Durst has been deliberately performing his frailty in court in order to manipulate the jury. I had the opportunity over the weekend to look at some footage from court, and there were three different occasions that I was able to see in the last uh, two weeks where Mr. Durst either deliberately held up his bag to the jury or maneuvered his seat to take away the cover so the jury could see his bag. Why is that important? Because Mr. Durst is on record, and in fact has previously done this before, has admitted to deliberately um, attempting to increase sympathy with jurors in the public by displaying either his shunt by shaving his head before arraignment in New Orleans, by lowering his chair at Galveston for the trial, things like that. And so my concern is, is number one, there's a legitimate need where this bag needs to be drained uh, during the day. The problem is that if the bag fills up all the way, especially with his bladder cancer, there can certainly be a risk of infection. And although I'm sure, because I noticed at the beginning of the day, his bag is almost empty. So it's a normal process that it's going to fill up. But if at 2.30 it's full, and he's not going to get back until much later than that, it needs to be drained by somebody over the lunch hour, whether Mr. Durst wants it drained or not. And the draining, just so it's clear, Your Honor, does not involve doing anything to Mr. Durst. It involves simply holding the bag over a, a toilet and releasing the valve on the bag, and it drains out. So we would ask that that be done, number one, because it should be done to ensure that Mr. Durst is able to be present during this trial going forward. And number two, because I want to make sure that that bag is not utilized as a prop 
by Mr. Durst in an attempt to uh, incur sympathy for himself, etc. When Judge Wyndham gave the defense team an opportunity to respond, they expressed once again their concerns about continuing the trial for the sake of Robert Durst's health. Well, that's a pretty good example of why we shouldn't be in trial, Your Honor. He's uh, in need of medical attention. We were unable to get the uh, urology consultation timely, so uh, we're very concerned about his medical condition. It's not fake that doctors place that uh, to and um, I'm not a doctor, uh, Mr. Lewin's not a doctor, and uh, I think that whatever care that he needs needs to be done by the doctors. All right, well, changing a bag is really a medical procedure, but uh, Mr. Durst is, has, uh, is uh, standing. Perhaps he wishes to be recognized. Do you want him to speak? I don't know why he's standing, Your Honor. Contrary to the defense team's assertion that Robert Durst's condition had worsened to the point of him being unable to stand, the 78-year-old defendant was standing up without assistance. Defense attorney David Chesnoff encouraged his client to write down whatever it was he might want to say, but Durst brushed him off. Once again, Judge Wyndham invited Robert Durst to speak, and for the first time in weeks, the court heard his feeble voice. In contrast to Dick DeGuerin, who repeated his oft-used refrain about his client's health, Robert Durst responded directly to Lewin's attack, touching on all points, one by one. Mr. Lewin is incorrect. I am not seeking sympathy from the jury. My head is shaved. This is the only kind of haircut I'm able to get in the jail. In terms of the, the you talked about my in Galveston, the DA said I lowered my chair. I would look little. Everybody thought that was ridiculous. I put the chair in a height that was convenient for me. In terms of this whole thing about my seeking sympathy and trying to harm myself with my catheter bag, I have been doing everything possible to get the jurors, to get the doctors at CTC to remove the bag. I don't want to have the catheter at all. This issue about emptying the bag is something Mr. Lewin is raising. I don't think it's meaningful. I would request the court, if the court can do so, to encourage the doctors at CTC to remove the catheter, since nobody is willing to tell me why I have a catheter in. Thank you, Your Honor. You're welcome, Mr. Durst. Uh, I will take all of that under consideration. And with that, the trial proceeded. Come back tomorrow for our regular weekly episode of Jury Duty, The Trial of Robert Durst, including our roundtable discussion with my co-host Brittany Bookbinder and reporter Charlie Bagley. In tomorrow's episode, we'll cover the highlights of last week's witness testimony, as well as the next installment of our series, Robert Durst in His Own Words. In the meantime, we will continue to bring you the latest updates on the trial and on Robert Durst's health. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Please remember that you can receive alerts and news breaks on developments in Robert Durst's murder trial, as well as new episodes of Season 2 of Jury Duty, The Trial of Robert Durst, by subscribing now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, if you want to refresh your memory on where the prosecution and defense are heading with their arguments in the trial, go back and re-listen to episodes from Season 1, and head over to CrimeStory.com for in-depth coverage of the Durst story. Jury Duty, The Trial of Robert Durst is created and produced by yours truly, Carrie Antholis. Brittany Bookbinder is my co-host. This episode was written and co-produced by Alexis Bartolo and Brittany Bookbinder. Post-production and editing was handled by Jody O'Keefe. Music was provided by Strike Audio. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you will come back for the next episode of Jury Duty, The Trial of Robert Durst.